smell it too as soon as you cross the river. <laughs> I don't know how you can tell the difference. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to our ninth annual Super Bowl of Preaching. Now before we get going, while this might seem uncivilized, we do have some rules that we have to keep. So guys, this is how it's going to work. Each pastor is going to get a chance to preach in one of the quarters. They're going to get a touchdown for completing their mini-message. But they will also get an additional point if they can correctly use a Taylor Swift lyric in their sermon. They will also get an additional point if they use a scripture in their sermon. You know how to do that? Sometimes. Ooh, that was, that was tough. That was tough. Oh, and that's a good point because if these guys are too rude to each, each other, y'all could be getting some penalties. So I guarantee, I know, I guarantee I know it's going to happen. I know you can't keep your hair tame, but maybe you can keep this game tame. All right, I'll see what I can do. Then? All right. Hey, so gentlemen, why don't we go ahead and shake hands, and we'll go ahead and start with the coin toss. Mm. Oh, oh. All right. terrible. All right. That is All right. terrible. <laughs> All right. Team Hatfield, this is his. How many Super Bowls have you won now? I think five. Five? How many yeah. of those were actual wins or, like, versus? Well, it's debatable. Okay. It's debatable. I'm not going to let him win today. It's going to be a fair game, I promise. So, you're the returning champ, so what would you like, heads or tails? Heads. All right, here we go. And it is heads. Team yes. Hatfield, would you like to receive I'll or defer? I'll take it. I'll receive. All right. Okay. All right, Team Hatfield. <laughs> All right. Are you going to pick it for me? Yeah, I'm going to pick it for okay. you. Okay. All right. So this is his phrase. This is Taylor Swift lyric. <laughs> you look like my next mistake. That is, that is appropriate. <laughs> All right, Team Hatfield, are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. First quarter is underway. Hey, we are so excited that you're here today, man. We love the Super Bowl of preaching. It's just a great day. And uh, before we do anything else, I wanted to just stop and uh, have a word of prayer. Lord, we just pray that you would be with us this morning. We're thankful for the opportunity just to come here and to have a little fun and uh, not take ourselves too serious. But Lord, we definitely want to take you serious. And so we pray that as we look into your word, that you would just inspire us, that you would guide us. And Father, we're just so thankful for Jesus. And it's in his name I pray. Amen. Amen. I wanted to lead off with a prayer because I'm not sure that Ben knows how. <laughs> well, one of the things that we do love to do around here is celebrate new life, celebrate big decisions, and I just want to take a moment to celebrate a couple of special people who took a huge step last week. So would you just give it up in a big way for Jacob Douthat and Kendall Holmes that accepted Christ as their Savior? Great stuff. One of the things that I love about that is that for the rest of their lives, they are going to look back on that moment and they're going to say, that was a defining moment in my life. It left a mark on me. And, and it was that accepting Christ, that, that defining moment in their life. And I've been thinking about those moments for us. We've all got scars. We've all got marks on our, on our body that you might point to and say, let me tell you a story about that. Let me tell you something that happened to me. One of the most inspiring ones that I've heard of is of the former quarterback for the Washington Commanders, Alex Smith. Back in 2018, the Commanders were playing the Texans when Smith suffered one of the most gruesome injuries on an NFL field. His leg was crushed. He suffered a, spi a spiral and compound fracture to his tibia and fibula and then later developed an infection that caused sepsis. 
He had 17 surgeries, and at one point the doctors thought the only option would be amputation. However, in a, in a dramatic comeback after a grueling rehab, he was not only able to recover, he went on to win Comeback Player of the Year in 2020. It was this amazing comeback. Amazing. And, and he still has the scars to remember what he had to go through and what he was able to overcome. One of the greatest football coaches that ever lived, Vince Lombardi, he said one time, the measure of who we are is what we do with what we have. That's true. This is where some of us in the room get stuck, though, is when something happens to us, we shrink back. We think that, that life's over. We, we, we know that the hand that we were dealt wasn't fair, and we're afraid that we'll never be the kind of person that we hope that we could be, and we'll never be able to do the kinds of things that we hope to do. Maybe you look at yourself, you look in the mirror, and you say, man, you look like my next mistake right there. That's a, you took my lyric. Oh, look who it is. Right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? Penalty on Team Hatfield. Come on, man. You can't have your wife come up on stage like that. Well, that That's in, there's kids tell, in here. You tell me that you wouldn't do that if you hit. Yeah, all right. Hey. All my, right. Wife, my wife likes to kiss me. Mm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Are you ready to resume, Team Hatfield? Yes, I'm ready. All right. I, I was... I just wanted to remind you today of something that's so easy for us to forget. That every day, no matter what you do, you're leaving a mark somewhere. You're, you're having an impact somewhere. Uh, whether it's at work, you're, you're definitely leaving an impression in your kids' lives, in your grandkids' lives, at school, with your friends. Every, literally, everywhere you are, you're leaving a mark there. It might be good, it might be bad. But what kind of an impression do you want to leave? Because one thing that I know is, and, and I hope that you know this too, that nothing is going to leave a mark on your life like knowing Jesus. That makes a difference more than anything else. There's a lot of great things that we might be able to do with our lives. But the greatest change, the thing that is going to give your life more meaning and more purpose than you ever thought possible is walking with God. Galatians 2.20 tells us, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And that trust part, that's the, that's the hard one. That's the hard part. We're still working on it. Some days it's easier than others, no doubt about that. But you've got to keep trusting even when you don't see much progress, you keep trusting. Even when you don't know if you're making that much of a difference, you keep pushing. You keep trusting and you watch God show up with you. Watch as he helps you overcome the challenges in your life. When you learn to be able to lean into his strength and you put all of your faith in God's ability to work in your life. Watch as he shows up and begins to move things around. And over time, you'll see this incredible journey that he has you on. And you may be dealing with the, with the broken pieces of a shattered dream. But with God's help, you can pick up those pieces. And he can move you in a new direction. He specializes in bringing great things out of brokenness. you got a marriage that's struggling. Keep showing up. Keep putting that work in. If you're single, keep fighting that loneliness. Keep fighting the temptation to, to settle. 
You feel like you're too old. Maybe you think that some, the best days are behind you and I don't know that there's anything else for me. You feel like God doesn't have a plan for you. He does. He still has a purpose for your life. Keep trusting in it. You feel like you're too young. It's not my time yet. It is your time. This is your time. God has a plan and a purpose. Keep straining forward. Keep persevering. Will it be easy? No. Will it be worth it? Absolutely. Touchdown, Team Hatfield. Team Hatfield gets seven points for completing the sermon, and he got some extra points, but because of the penalty, you lose all of them. Ah, Sorry was, about that. Hey, <laughs> That was dicey. Hey, somebody's got to pay for this. So now, a word from our sponsors. What can we text as an encouragement to a volunteer that's just shared a struggle with us? Over the years, I've got to do a lot of work in ministry, but I think the season I'm in now might be the most impactful. Getting to work with young ministers, keeping them from becoming their parents. Emojis. No. LOL. Lots of love, right? No. Phil, your flashlight's on. Oh. Now let me recap. When you type in all caps, it means you're yelling. Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've been spending a lot of time just walking through the basics of modern technology. Now we're going to practice saving a file as a PDF. Oh, I always have trouble with that. It's pronounced PDF. Bill, do you need help shutting it off? And don't forget, the church website has to be easy to navigate. Brandon, what do you got? We have the internet, that we have a website, uh, and this is it. And that's my picture. It's cool. And if you if you click here, you can send me an electronic mail. Oh, wow. Isn't that cool? We don't print the internet. We've got a lot of work to do, but we're making progress, preventing young pastors from becoming their parents. First things first, darling. Voice to text. Did you proofread that? <laughs> Parishioners praying for the prevention of their pastors and preachers becoming their parents, working hard to prevent your pastor from becoming their parents, one pastor at a time. <laughs> All right, we're ready to begin the second quarter right now. It's Team Hatfield 7, Team Wood 0. Ben, I'm going to give you your Taylor Swift lyric. I hope you use it and use it well. I'm going to read it for you. The road not taken looks really good now. <laughs> All right. All right, Team Woods. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, good morning, Fairdale. It is so good to be with you. So excited to be in this place, to join this church family. And when I say that I've been so looking forward to being here and seeing all of you, I mean everybody but Brandon, okay? Because I tell you what, this guy just let his wife wear his wig. Hey, man, Brandon's a nice guy, okay? Okay. Hey, look, he's just sitting over there. He can't do anything. Okay. All right, hey. Clearly, roughing, clearly. Roughing the right. pastor. All right, you ready to resume? <laughs> well, I tell you what, here we are. We are in the game. We are in the fight. And I think that's where a lot of us live, right? Like the road not taken seems to look real good right now, but it doesn't always. Sometimes life feels like a fight. 
Sometimes some of us maybe feel like we're always on defense. We're pushing back against everything coming at you. Maybe it's the pylon of one thing after another. You're getting blindsided, hit after hit after hit. It's all coming at you. And sometimes, though, I think we feel like we're on offense. Like we're moving the ball down the field. Maybe with our dreams, even in your wildest dreams, our hopes, our families, or work, or friendships, and then something happens. Somebody fumbles the ball, and it's a setback at work. Maybe it struggles in your marriage or family or a falling out with a friend, and now we got problems, and I don't think we can solve them. You made a really deep cut. Now we got, baby, got without problems, right? We got bad blood. Sometimes life is hitting us so hard that we find ourselves saying we are never, ever, ever getting back together. I could do this all day long, okay? Let me tell you, we all live life. We live life in the tension of the now and the not yet. Like the good and the hard, the promises given and the promises received. And we see that and we feel that and we know that because we live that. Like, we're taught to leave everything on the field, to play our guts out, to persevere, to endure, to shake it off, right? Because the player's going to play, 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 and the faker's going to fake, 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 right? All right, so we are taught, we are taught to fight the good fight, and that is true. We should, but sometimes I think we should, we're just trying to find our footing. We're trying to stand firm in the in-between, the famous columnist Lewis Grizzard said that the game of life is a lot like football. You have to tackle your problems. you got to block your fears and score your points when you get the opportunity. Sometimes, though, sometimes I think life is like a game of chess. And some of us right now are thinking, I don't even know how to play chess. Right? Like we feel that. Like sometimes you just want to maybe call a timeout. You want, to, you want to, the game to end. You want the season to be over just so that you can catch your breath and regroup. And be ready for next time. And I think we all want to leave that mark like Brandon is saying. But we have to find our footing. We've got to find our footing so that we can stand firm. Whether you feel like you're on offense or defense. When it comes to finding our footing and standing firm, I can't help but think of a passage that has anchored my heart. And that is Hebrews 10.23. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. In light of what Jesus did on the cross, let us hold fast the truth. That's the hope that we profess. So hold unswervingly to it. This is that holding unswervingly to what we know to be true, holding fast to what we have anchored our hope in, the Hebrew 6 kind of hope, this hope we profess, this anchor for our souls, firm and secure, without doubt, without hesitation, without wavering. We have to find our footing so that we can stand firm. I mean, this word unswervingly, it literally means an upright object that is, on, that is not inclining at all from the true perpendicular. Like, think about that for a second. We can only stand upright because of the firm foundation underneath us. And so this is that gritty holding tightly to the truth that has a firm grip on you. See, see the original readers in Hebrews they were wrestling with the temptation to turn back, to give up because it was hard. They felt like they were losing. They felt like the game was over. And when we are discouraged, we're tempted to waver. We're tempted to throw in the towel because when hard things come, if we are not anchored to what we know to be true, the hope that we have, the affirmation of our salvation, we will waver. If we're going to persevere, if we're going to find our footing and keep our footing, we're going to stand firm. We're going to hold fast to truth for he who promised is faithful. 
He cannot and he will not deny himself. The hope we profess rests on the faithfulness of God to keep the promises of God. And those promises of God are found in the word of God. So let me ask you, where are you standing? Where are your roots running? Because the only reason we can stand strong is because he who promised is faithful. The only reason we can stand firm is because he who promised is faithful. The only way we can even find our footing is knowing the promises of God because we know the word of God. So know the promises of God and trust the one who made them. Team Woods, we say it this way. Know God's word and trust God's ways. Know God's word and trust God's ways. Find your footing by finding yourself in God's word. And when you stand firm on God's word, nothing will move you. Hold fast to truth and hold the line. Resolve your heart to refuse to let anything move you, no matter what comes your way. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So stand firm. Be all in because he won't waste any of it. God's promises are reliable. They are durable. They last. They are trustworthy because he is trustworthy. And an unswerving, unwavering confidence can persevere anything. So this morning, maybe the question for you is this. How is your grip? Where are you putting your firm foundation what are you standing on what are you holding fast to because if we're going to stand firm we're going to know god's word and we're going to trust god's ways touchdown team woods team woods gets a touchdown for completing the sermon but they i mean i'm i guess because i'm a youth pastor they just don't take me very seriously <laughs> but that's fine uh so we're going to go to the half. It's 7-7. Seven, seven. Uh, we're going to catch out our word from our sportscasters to see what they say, have to say about the action. All right, before we start the breakdown, we're going to take our offering. We'll have servers coming right now to take that offering. We appreciate you to contribute. Okay, let's talk about that first half, Rodney. I mean, it was a great first half. You had Brandon coming out with a, showing a sketchy picture of Alex Smith's broken leg. I don't know how that's going to go over. It's an amazing story, but goodness, that picture. Uh, I want to tell you something, Chris. I, I, I've seen a lot of stuff there. I want to uh, start out. I am so thankful that uh, Ben Woods does not dye his hair uh, blonde because I'm afraid that that could cause some real trouble with uh, Brandon wanting to kiss him. But thankfully he didn't. But did you notice the same thing we've seen in the, in, in the season, during the season, when they did call that penalty on Ben, the, the referee started talking about, Brandon's a nice guy. I mean, it's the same thing we see. Brandon and the referee, it, it's, it, he wears the number 15. What, what's going on here? Well, I'm sure Ben would bring up, if he can't get the win today, that, you know, Brandon is the ref's boss, and that could be a problem. Now, that, that's going to be heavily discussed, I'm sure, in social media now. I want to tell you one another thing, you know, um, that I've, I've noticed, too, that Brandon's made a lot of comments here recently about uh, Megan Hatfield, or, or excuse me, Megan Swift, or, uh, I, I mean, it seems like he gets mixed up. So what's He might focus? be obsessed with that. I, I, I agree. But how good did Ben's podium look on television here as we watch? Well, did you notice how many times he used the word stand or standing or stand or something? And, and thankfully, his name's Woods. He didn't get any splinters from that stand. But it, it, I don't know. What's the tie? It, is the tie it, in the word or is the tie in the stand? And is Ben a Swifty? Oh, he is a Swifty. He is a Swifty. I think that's the surprise of the first half. I think the crowd was impressed with that. We'll see how it comes out in the end. But, but overall, 
overall, they brought it. They, they brought, brought the it. message. They had a great message. They did have some fun with it. They did get off focus, but, but speaking, speaking of messages, how about that P P P P P P P commercial? That was, that was a great commercial. Oh, that's why you, you know, watch the Super Bowl. You know the Super Bowl of, of preaching. I got, I want to get down with P P P. You know me, P P P. <laughs> there we go, right on it. Well, right. We got uh, we got a second half coming up. We've had penalties in each quarter. The score is seven to seven. Rodney, talk about some keys to the second half for uh, Brandon. Get the distractions out of the way. Let's bring it. Let's bring it. Understand that we are focusing on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and that's what they're doing. Don't get off. Don't stay what brought you here. It's going to be a great, great second half. What does Ben need to do? Ben needs to quit focusing on the stand. I don't know. He touches it. Is it leaning on the podium a little too much? He needs to lean off it. Well, we had another Lombardi quote from Brandon. We've got a great second half to go there's no doubt about that and hey what about this worship team that's getting ready to bring us a wonderful halftime that's right this half time wait this halftime show is brought to you by life groups life groups starting this week the week of february 18 rooted people grow strong with god and with one another find your tribe and grow deep together life groups that's the answer right now let's throw it to the worship team let's go fcc worship team Distance. 
Go ahead and have a seat. And so what do you call a well-balanced horse? Stable. <laughs> Brandon. Yeah. There is no need to tell a dad joke every sermon. Oh. I'm so going to win this. We've been doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one work with individual pastors. Worship pastors come with a few more challenges. All right, everybody, we're going to sing verses 1, 3, and 4. Verses 1, 3, and 4. John. Ready? No need. Words are on the screen, bro. We also work with children's pastors. All right, everybody, look up here at the flannel graph. We're going to talk about Jesus today. You see how he's teaching in the temple and all the people are watching and listening to him? Give it to yeah. me. No, 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 these are back. No, these... no, they're not. And secretaries. If there's no place to sit, that's too many pillows. Even some student pastors. Sarah, okay, I have this letter. I've never mailed anything before and I do not know what to do. What do I do? Okay, so you two told me to go over here and then under the bridge and then make hey boss, it's okay. Don't oh, worry, we, we got this. We got a lot of work to do. John, have you seen my keys, man? I can't find them. <laughs> it's been a lot of hard work helping young pastors not become their parents, but let me tell you, it's been worth it. Hey, I got you something. It's a card again. Is it your wife's? No, no, it, it's not. I, I gave that one back to her, but uh, you can never have too many cardigans. Yeah, you can, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Phil, still on. Oh, I think I just took a picture. <laughs> Parishioners praying for the prevention of their pastors and preachers becoming their parents, working hard to prevent your pastor from becoming their parents, one pastor at a time. We're ready to kick off the third quarter. Ben, are you ready? I we think so. Praise. Are we out of the... Oh, I like this. This is this is perfect for you. <laughs> are we out of the woods yet? Okay. All right. And are you ready? Oh, oh yeah. Give me that yeah, so yeah, I have yeah. it in front of me. Oh, this oh, one. Yeah. yeah, here we yeah. go. There we go. All, All right. right. Are you ready to start Team Woods? I think so. You think so or you know so? I know so. Yeah, you know so. He knows so. All right, here we go. <laughs> Oh, well, I tell you what, I know this season of the NFL has been pretty wild, like lots of controversy, lots of spectacle and frustration, lots of headlines and distractions. I think it's a lot like life, right? Like, I mean, we're asking ourselves, are we out of the woods yet, right? <laughs> but I tell you what, sometimes, sometimes I feel it feels like the whole thing is scripted. Like the whole thing is rigged, right? Like it's a one big psyops. Like sometimes all you want to do is plop down on your couch with a big bag of chips, turn on the TV, and watch a good love story. Maybe Romeo and Juliet. And what does a cameraman do? Constantly cutting away from where all the action is to watch some dudes throwing a ball up and down the field trying to tackle one another, right? Like sometimes all you want to do is sing along with a catchy pop song. And Brandon keeps trying to steal the spotlight. I knew you were trouble when you walked in. So shame on me now. Who me to places and never been. Now I'm lying on the cold hard ground. Hey, come on now. Trouble, trouble, trouble. 
some kind of weird goat video. It's I don't. not. It's a sheep. It's a sheep. It's a sheep. It's a sheep. Well, the, the, the time it took for you to know the difference between that, you could have just taken that video out. In okay. The well. So, are you ready to start again? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. We should probably move on and switch gears. Keep leading into the verses right out to the ones we looked at before. Hebrews 10, we're going to look at verse 24 and 25, where it says, Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Like in light of what Jesus did on the cross, let us look out for one another. And all the more. As you see the day approaching, like the day of Christ's return, this is that call to pursue God's people, the community of God's people, together like a team, locking arms with one another. Because when we consider one another, we spur on one another, we look out for one another, we gather with one another, and we keep encouraging one another. Because the best way to stand firm is to stand firm together like a team and I think these verses are such a reminder of how vital encouragement is like to each of us and all of us because each of us and all of us are vital pieces of the body of Christ. We need each other and we need encouragement from each other because discouragement comes when we avoid the community that we need the most when we need it the most. So don't forget that the original readers of these verses, they were wrestling with the temptation to turn back, to give up. The word literally means desertion and abandonment. That's where they were living. Maybe you found yourself there, like maybe in the last season. Maybe you're still a Cowboys fan, right? Like, like maybe you've felt like you've been forgotten or you've been kicked off the team or you know somebody who does. I mean, do you know others who have made a hard thing harder by pulling away from the community of believers? They need you. They need you. You need them. Like, we need each other, so maybe don't wait for them to come back. You go get them. Invite them to reconnect. Remind them that there is room for them here on this team. I love the language in these verses that paints this picture of mutual activity, this mutual encouragement, because this is way more than just a good job or a go get them tiger kind of encouragement. These words mean something totally different. The language of spurring each other on, it literally means incitement causing, provoking a riot in someone else. So I want us to hear this loud and clear. This is a call to incite riots. See, we don't just stand firm. We incite riots. We incite outbursts of love in one another. We don't just hold the line. We move the ball forward. We don't just play defense. We play offense. And it's that reminder that loving one another is not just going to happen. It's a conscious choice. And that's why I think the emphasis here is not on what you get from it, but what you give to it. Because when we faithfully engage in the body of believers alongside one another, and we encourage one another, you will inevitably provoke one another to outbursts of love. We will be the ones that incite riots, the right kind of riots. Something that we say all the time in Team Woods is that teams are at their best when they bring out the best in one another. Booker T. Washington words it this way, if you want to lift yourself up, lift up someone else. I can't be right here right now and talk about inciting riots without talking about my Cala. And I know so many of you, you know our story and I know you know our Cala story. But in the nine years, her nine years on this side of heaven, that sweet little thing has inspired so many outbursts of love. She has incited riots in her daddy, in her family, in her team, all around the world. 
Her lookout for the left out heart has inspired and incited riots of love near and far. Just to give you a few stats this morning, just since last August, we've carried her story into 57 schools. We have visited 643 classrooms, and we have taught lookout for the left out to just under 22,000 students. Since her rescue to heaven, since her rescue to heaven the summer of 2019, alongside hundreds of volunteers, we have made 3,102 pounds of callous slime. And it's in 46 states, and it's in nine different countries, and over $167,000 has been raised for the Casa Cala project that will serve the same kids in Romania that she started her slime shop to serve. Cala's simple sacrifice of time and resources, it has been the starting point for so much beauty and inspiration and praise for the king she serves. So maybe I want to ask you this morning, who have you encouraged? Who have you incited a riot in? And whose encouragement has shaped you every day? Every day is an opportunity to incite some riots. And oh, how much our broken world needs believers standing firm, inciting riots, living lives filled with outbursts of love, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So church, family, team, Fairdale, stand firm and incite some riots. Touchdown, Team Woods. With an excellent third quarter, Team Woods now has the lead at a score of 14 to 7. Brandon, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. <clears throat> <laughs> Brandon, your phrase is, I've seen, I think I've seen this film before, and I didn't like the ending. All You're right. saying that. That's very did. telling. I'm a Swifty. You're Swifty? Yeah. I thought you looked yeah, a little weird. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sounds prophetic. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. Well, I just want to say two things first. <clears throat> Number one, I did not know that we were supposed to wear hats today. Um, and number two is your stand, like, you need to get the new updated version. Look what mine does. Oops. There it goes. Some t half the time. It works yep. most of the time, yeah. yeah. Well, we're, we're so, man, we're so excited that uh, you guys are here today. And uh, one thing that I really believe is that your life is defined by your convictions. Whatever you believe in, whatever you hold on to, those are the things that produce the most fruit in your life. And that's why I'm excited. We're going to be starting a new series next Sunday that I, I'm super excited about. We're going to be covering the New Testament book of James. We're calling the series Faith in the Ring. And uh, we, we're going to be doing a deep dive. It's going to be a very powerful and practical study that may just change the trajectory of your life. So we really hope that you'll be here for that. Really hope that you'll jump into a life group as well to go deeper with some folks that are, are walking alongside you and going through tough stuff like you are. So if you haven't signed up for one of those yet, you can still. You go to our website at fairdalechristian.org and look for the connect button. And you can find all the, the small group info there. But your, your life is defined by your convictions. Our greatest heroes are men and women who stood for something and they refused to compromise. I love what Tony Dungy, the former coach of the Indianapolis Colts, said. He said, stand by what you believe and don't let anyone sway you from your convictions. In football and in life, that's the only way that you truly succeed. You know, it's been said, if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for anything. 
you got to stand up. And that's true. The opposite of conviction is compromise. And when I think about what compromise is, I think of it like cracks. It's like cracks in a person's life. It's a weakness. And I, I have to be honest. When I look at, when I look at Ben, I, I truly, I think to myself, there's a man who, who he stands by what he believes. He, uh, he knows who he is. He knows who God made him to be. He stands strong in the, the truth that he knows. And then I found these pictures. And, and I thought, I, I don't know if he knows who he is. It's, it's kind of dicey there. Well, well, come on, that was clean. That was clean. Penalty team, Hatfield, roughing the pastor. And I've got the uh, over-under on, uh, under, uh, on, on the under uh, 28, so I kind of got to keep it. Is it over-under? I didn't know. <laughs> no, I got I to I win, win my bag. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right, you're good. Thank you. Still, though, I, if, just be like me and don't shave. It's, it's better. It's better that way. Is it? People, yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> well, people who leave a mark are people who live by conviction. And here's something that I, that I know is true, that convictions get tested. And for you and me, if our convictions don't hold up under pressure, then they're just opinions. They're not really deep-seated. You've got to stand strong in what you know and what you believe and what you trust in. And for those of us who are following Jesus, we, we are standing firm in our conviction that Jesus is the only one who can save us. He's the only one. And it's when we trust our lives in his hands, that's when everything changes. I, I love the scripture in 1 Peter 5. It says to you and to me, it says this to us today, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. And remember that your family of believers, the church all over the world, is going through the same kind of suffering you are. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you've suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. The message there. Is, is stand firm. Don't give up. God can be trusted. He's got your back. You stand on the truth that God has given us in his word, and you will not be a person who says, I think I've seen this film before, and I didn't like the ending. <laughs> That's it, right? Stand by what you believe. Stand by your convictions. Life in so many ways is defined by what you, what you trust in. So I wonder for you, where do you feel the pressure to compromise today? Where's, where, are the, where are the pressure points in your life? Where do you feel the pressure to conform? Where in your life do you feel like, you know, maybe, maybe for you it's in a relationship. Maybe it's in pursuit of a goal that you, you, you're trying to push through things, but maybe you're, you're willing to sacrifice a little bit of integrity to get there. Maybe it's in your friendships. Maybe it's in your finances. I don't know what it is for you, but where, where are those moments? I want to encourage you to let your convictions shine through by standing firm, by trusting God. And, and fight for what you know is right. It's not too late to be the man or the woman that God calls you to be. And that is my prayer for every person, every person in this room right now, that if you don't know Jesus, that you would make that your first priority right now 
because you need him. Sometimes you don't know what you don't know. You don't realize what you need when you don't have it. Some of you are walking without Christ right now, and you think that life is somewhat bearable, that it's just okay. You don't realize how much better he wants it to be for you if you would just surrender to God. He has purpose for you. Faith in Christ, it's not a crutch for the weak. It's freedom for the prisoner. If you're not drawing your life from Jesus, then that means that you're drawing your life from somewhere else. And I can guarantee that that's not working out for you. I can guarantee that you are finding that well to be dry. And Jesus was simply stating a fact when he said these words in Matthew 16. He said, whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will find it. The more that you give parts of your life over to Jesus, the more his life is able to invade yours. That next verse in Matthew 16, verse 26 He said, and what do you benefit if you were to gain the whole world and lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? That's what Jesus came to die for. He gave his life for you and for me. And that's what we remember when we celebrate the Lord's Supper. When we take communion together. These little emblems, they may be small, but they have a big significance. They remind us that it costs Jesus everything to buy our freedom that we can walk with God it wasn't enough that he came and taught he literally laid down his life to buy our forgiveness to get those shackles off of us so as we just take a few moments to reflect on that I just want to invite you to pray with me Lord we are so grateful for the life of Jesus the words of Christ that point us into truth your word, it's, it's almost like holding a mirror up to ourselves. We're, we're able to see things about ourselves, the dark places that we, we'd rather not go sometimes. But Lord, I know that you want to go there with us. You want to expose the, the brokenness within us so that we can be dealt with, that it can be redeemed. You are a God who is restoring us. And I pray for every person in here that we might get that we might get that today, that we would understand that you have come so that we might have life. I'm thankful for the, for the gift of your son, that he died on the cross, that we can be forgiven and freed of sin. Lord, as we just celebrate and remember him right now, I pray that we might feel your spirit in a powerful way to know that you are right here, right with us, right now. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
So I bet we're wondering, how is the Super Bowl of preaching going to end? So ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have Team Hatfield and Team Woods stand up here as we announce a winner right now with a score of 14 to 14. Uh, it, it looks like it's going to be a tie, guys. I mean, I don't know how else we're going to cut we this. It's never, never happened before, but wait. Hold on. I'm getting something from one of my other referees. What do you... Hold on. What do you... Okay. What is this? So, <laughs> you don't, so you, I don't want your dad to win, right? Okay, so yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm tired of him winning. Yeah. And, uh... Okay. So, okay. Oh, okay. Is that what we're going to call? Okay. Okay. Good idea. Good I feel idea. like this Great is super idea. legit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Too legit. Under further review... <laughs> Team Hatfield never declared eligible at the beginning of the game. <laughs> Come on now. What? And Team Woods is our ninth annual Super Bowl hey! preaching. <laughs> 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 You guys are making your way to the gym to celebrate with some nachos and some cornhole. That's not necessarily in that order. We'll, we'll break this one down. I mean, controversy. We had failure to report as an eligible preacher the difference in the game. The difference in the outcome. The difference in, I don't know. I, I, they brought it. It was great. It was hard to declare a winner. But then when you have something as minor as that, that's what it is. I, I was very impressed that, uh, that Brandon didn't did not get down and throw a fit on the floor. Well, we can't see into the, the playing field right now. He may be doing that as we speak, but this is going to go down as a controversial. We'll call it Podium Gate. Podium Gate. I like uh, Podium Gate. That's good. Podium Gate. This is this. Look, this is this is uh, the Super Bowl of preaching. This is number nine, and, and your champion is Ben Woods. Oh, I'm going to tell you, I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps, and I'm going to tell you, the real winner, the real winners here are our wonderful, our wonderful congregation that was there to be able to witness this, enjoy this, and hear great preaching. Uh, I tell you, what a great day, man. I just, I, uh, no better place to be. We should do it again. I think we should do it again. It was great messages, something you always, I love to be able to take stuff home. And I think both guys delivered all four quarters. Unfortunately, we have a podium gate, controversial ending, but we're gonna let that go because we have nachos. We have snacks, we have drinks, we have cornhole, we have actual pre-game pre Super Bowl on right now. If you guys can make your way on into the gym, we will uh, start to wrap it up here. Here we are. I just glanced in the gym while ago, and boy, I tell you what, what a bunch of, uh, it looks great over there. A lot of wonderful uh, snacks and food and time for fellowship. And talk about the big game and talk about the big future and talk about Fair to Christian and talk about P, 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 P. How about the commercial? Didn't, didn't let up. The commercials were great. Oh, it was Commercials were great. And yeah. I'm with you. The, the, the gym is set up. That's amazing. Yes. Uh, now, uh, I do not know. We've had a lot of people bring up a fact. Uh, are they able to purchase a cardigan? And the uh, they are, they're still being shipped. Yes. John is knitting them as we speak. <laughs> probably right now. 
but yeah, Mr. Rogers, a.k.a. Johnny Glow. Johnny Glow. The cardigan joke, probably, probably my favorite. And you got to give it to him. The man does pull off the cardigan. He, he pulls the cardigan. You know, it's so fun doing the sound booth each week here at Fairdale Christian. And when he sports that cardigan, you see a different Johnny Glow. Well, and Johnny Glow is going to keep wearing that cardigan until they're back in style. I'm, yes. I'm convinced of it. Yeah. Don't be surprised if he shows up with a mullet for long. Well, you know what? That'd be a good look for him. Yes, it would. you got to connect the mullet with the cardigan. That's a good look right there. But, but again, let's focus, let's focus back on this preaching today. I mean, so well prepared. They stuck to their game plan. Now they got off a little bit. Now that goat, that goat thing with Ben. Whew. Oh, I laugh every time. I do too. I mean, goat boy pulled it off. Might have been, might have thrown Brandon off. He forgets to report. We have a controversial ending here, but you know what? We're all winners, except for Brandon. He's the loser. He loses, but it'll go down as podium gate. Congratulations to Ben Woods as we sign off here for Super Sunday number nine, the Super Bowl of preaching. For Rodney James, I'm Chris Johnstone. Thanks for watching. Chris, it's been a pleasure. Look Absolutely. At-